Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website Quipster.net. You can find all of my written work at that website. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Very fastly approaching the 4,000 review mark. I've been doing film reviews since 1996, so plenty to read there and check out, and you can get more of my takes on a variety of films, not only over the last 20 years, but I do do reviews of classic films and a lot of rarities, so check it out. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today's review is going to be the latest film that's out and about for Oscar contention, perhaps. It's called Silence. It's directed by Martin Scorsese. Yes, the Grandmaster director. It's a drama, primarily. There are some adventure elements to it as well. It's R-rated because of some disturbing violent content. The runtime is two hours and 41 minutes. The main star is Andrew Garfield, with supporting roles going to Adam Driver, Yosuke Kubosuka, Liam Neeson, Yoshi Oida, Tadanobu Asano, Issei Ogata, and many, many more. The screenplay is by Jay Cox, and Martin Scorsese also gets a screenwriting credit. They are adapting a novel by Shusako Endo. Endo's novel came out in 1966. It provides the basis for Scorsese's adaptation that's set in the 17th century. It regards a couple of Portuguese missionaries. There's Andrew Garfield's character playing Sebastian Rodriguez, and Adam Driver plays his partner, Francisco Garupe, and they travel to Japan. They try to find their long-lost mentor named Father Ferreira, played by Liam Neeson. They discover this letter that was written by him a few years back that details the suffering of those who wish to spread Christianity there. Now, Ferreira is believed to still be alive in the island country, but there is a question on what circumstances that he's currently living under and whether his faith has been abandoned in favor of living a life as a Japanese noble. The Jesuit priests find themselves within a hostile environment right away, because of their Christian beliefs, they have to hide out after being helped by the inhabitants of a village who are ravenous for their Christian faith. And they think the arrival of these padres is definitely something that God has meant for them to share in. So they're very exuberant about this. And they want to help the padres and their mission. They know it could mean certain torture and death should their activities be discovered unless they make this public denouncing of their faith something that some of them are willing to die for, really. Now, Martin Scorsese, he is here, of course, returning to flexing his Catholic soul-searching. This is a less controversial attempt than The Last Passion of the Christ. That one stirred up a lot of resentment from devout members of the church in particular. Silence feels a lot more personal, like a passion project for him than most of his more recent endeavors, and that may not translate to widening his appeal among those who are not devout Scorsese fans, but it does make for a more interesting read among the cinephiles who prefer to learn about how filmmakers tick based on the material that they seek to put up on the silver screen. So if you're somebody who studies Scorsese in particular, you're going to get a lot of mileage out of watching this because of what it says about him as a person and as a filmmaker. Now, this is just a little over two hours and 40 minutes. Some people are going to find that a bit lengthy, given that sometimes this is a very methodically repetitive display for its central themes. I don't think that the length ever gets to the point where it begins to wear out its welcome for viewers who might be interested in a period piece about the prolonged agony among those who are tested with mortal peril for believing what they believe. It's not only a test of faith, but I think it's also a test of their own doubts on how or what their faith actually means. And by merely asking them to become apostates in this scenario where they're already more than willing to accept becoming martyrs, 
it does challenge their faith because they're ready to die, but they're not really ready to see other people die for their particular beliefs. But the story does offer us a lot to muse upon. For instance, is martyrdom the best way to go under these circumstances, especially with so many other lives on the line? There is also intrigue in the central mystery to be explored regarding the whereabouts of Father Ferreira and what condition that they're going to find him upon discovery, if they even find him at all. Now, as with Francis Ford Coppola's Apocalypse Now, the search for this wayward priest makes each step toward discovery a pretty eerie revelation. I do think that Scorsese does opt to keep the storyline grounded more in reality than in exploring some sort of surreal use of metaphor or those horror elements that you would find in Apocalypse Now. The film does also grapple with interesting back-and-forth arguments regarding whether Christianity can indeed take root in Japan, or whether this swamp is not capable of supporting the beliefs among people who cannot grasp even the most basic concepts of a Christian God or its core tenets. Now, in addition to his direction, Scorsese is, as I mentioned, adapting this Japanese Christian author Endo's book, along with Jay Cox. Jay Cox also worked with Scorsese twice before with Gangs of New York as well as The Age of Innocence. Now, while the film does contain acts of violence and torture and be some beheadings here for those who have no reason to be treated with punishment save for their own personal religious beliefs, I do think that it should be noted that Scorsese does fall far short of the very graphic likes of somebody like Mel Gibson or even Martin Scorsese himself in his earlier works in the way that he treats these violent scenes. He's even more subdued than Mel Gibson is in his rousing but overly jacked up World War II epic that came out earlier this year that also featured Andrew Garfield in yet another impressive performance. And coincidentally, Garfield, who was in that film, was also a devout Christian man dealing with deadly forces in Japan in Hacksaw Ridge. So you can also couple these two themes together in that way. But there's also this darkly comic approach that Scorsese delivers here that does make for a few moments of laughs, too. For instance, the depiction of the Inquisitor is both menacing as well as amusing in its own fashion because he seems to find the test of logic between the two philosophies, between his own as well as that of the Padres, an invigorating challenge and definitely finds it of amusement for that. But also there's this tragically weak in resolve recurring character. He's played by Yosuke Kubuzuka. He's a man who seems to think that sinning can be absolved through absolution and contrition, and that gives him extra incentive to continue his path of sinning. And it becomes a recurring theme within the course of this movie, how far he's willing to go, which is both funny and extremely tragic in its own fashion. Now, Scorsese is also bringing in some very haunting elements to his film. We get bits and pieces of Rodriguez's internal monologue through the narration of his own introspect. Sometimes we hear his own thoughts. At other times, we hear this very distinct other voice that hauntingly is encouraging him on what the correct course of his action might be. You know, is that the voice of God? Or is it merely the Padre's rationalization in terms of trying to justify different courses of action that he might take in finding a way to worship in faith while also continuously being tested by the torture as well as the death of those around him who seem to believe in his message enough to die for him in particular. 
Considering that Rodriguez has a physical and emotional transformation in this film, one might even become of the feeling that he's beginning to believe that his thoughts and those of the Lord's are one and the same. And it's especially evoked in this scene in which he begins to see himself, his own image, in Christ's visage. He peers upon his own reflection in this running brook and sees his situation as that of Christ at some point in his life. Now, while his own religion would suggest that death is a release into paradise. Rodriguez's resolve in this matter is pushed to the extreme trial of wills. He begins to waver on whether it's better for the Japanese flock to follow him to apostatize and save their physical lives or to save the souls that will journey to that paradise that he's always preached that would be there for the true believers. So beyond all of these questions, it is very beautifully photographed. Rodrigo Prieto's cinematography here captures the very rugged and mostly uncultivated terrain that's filled with jagged beaches and scenic misty mountains along with some very impressive set and costume design work here. There's nothing but wonderful words that I have regarding silence from a production standpoint. As it is fitting with the title, the most striking thing about this film is the prolonged absence of a musical score for most of the lengthy runtime and it concentrates more on those very long and very arduous endurances of tests of faith that the film evokes through its fittingly prolonged recurrences in showing barbaric acts of cruelty and that are inflicted among people who are rooted out by this evil establishment who thinks that they're preserving their country from being taken over by foreign interests. The title does suggest that those who follow in the faith must also sometimes be silent in order for that faith to survive. But I think that it also has more meanings than that because it's also about the silence that they feel in the face of overwhelming pain and sorrow as they persist in prayers that are seemingly not being answered by God in a manner that can be readily perceptible. So it's also God's silence on the matter for those people of faith. So some of the complaints that you could have on this film are that it is very slow to build. The first hour or so seems to be a little bit inert, but it does pick up in the second and third acts of this film. It's rarely gripping from a pacing standpoint, but I, enough that I don't think that this is going to go down as one of Scorsese's masterpieces. But I do think that as a film, there are enough compelling moments and enough potent ideas within it especially once the Inquisitor as well as his zealous and dutiful henchmen come into Rodriguez's path, I think I can easily give it a recommendation for viewers who are eagerly awaiting each film that rolls out from Scorsese. It should have some legs also among those who are attracted to films about suffering and suffocating tests of faith, particularly in the most severe and adverse of conditions, and among viewers who are the most learned and devout among the true believers. The film also seeks to showcase the power of belief as well as the strength that it can hold among a unified people who find that source of strength through the shared experience of faith. Now, this is not what many might call a truly inspired masterwork, but I do think that Silence is certainly a sophisticated and textured one that's made by an obvious master craftsman who wishes to explore and wrestle with these themes in his piece that speak to him personally, and he dutifully builds upon a narrative to deliver a very complex tale of divine inspiration told by a respected and consummately professional storyteller. I'm giving three and a half stars out of four to Martin Scorsese's Silence. Three and a half stars on my scale means that I do think that this is a good film, and it's worth going out of your way to see if this at all sounds appealing to you based on my review. Three and a half stars out of four for Scorsese's Silence. It won't be in my top 10, but I do respect it as a film. I think there are enough good moments here, and it has stuck with me since I've seen it about a week ago. So I do recommend it. 
Thank you once again for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review enough to click the subscribe button if you haven't done so already. You can also find more of my podcasting work at the In Session Film Podcast. Please go to InSessionFilm.com for more details. Until next time, thanks everyone for listening, and I hope that you enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies. 